The title of my message this morning is The Violent Take It By Force. My personal view of mean violence after 66 years of walking this planet is I don't like it. But at one time I did. I like to fight. My brothers and sisters will tell you and have reminded me this week that I got into lots of fights as a youngster. In a way, it almost defined me. Most of these fights were the result of a bad temper. Thankfully, I accepted Jesus Christ as Savior at a young age, and my temper was immediately reduced. As I changed on the inside, I no longer made my own trouble on the outside. But because I wanted to protect my friends, I still got into a few more scrapes. These fights, though they were surely acts of violence, were motivated by feelings far different than the fights that were the result of my uncontrolled anger. There are different types of violence. Some are meant to hurt and destroy, while others are meant to help or improve. A stick of dynamite can be used to destroy a road or to remove rocks to build a road. In the same way, people can be violent for good or for evil. The violent and the acts of violence I want to talk about today concern those who act for the good of others. And, of course, the message is entitled, The Violent Take It By Force. I don't know if you've ever heard a message on that scripture, but I want to give you one today. Turn with me to Matthew 11, verse 12. From the New King James Version, Matthew 11:12 reads, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. In this context, suffer means allows. As when Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me. So with the synonym allow substituted, Matthew 11:12 reads, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven allows violence and the violent take it by force. Who are these violent people? Well, mostly the ones Jesus called blessed in the scriptures that we call the Beatitudes. Those who are spiritually hungry and needy. People who are so hungry and needy that they will hold on to God and his promises with all their might and won't let go. Remember Jacob? I know Brother Dennis has taught this church about Jacob. I know he's, he's preached sermons about Jacob. He wrestled with the angel and wouldn't let go until he got his blessing. Can you imagine the scene? It was the middle of the night. Dust and dirt are flying. Garments are being ripped. You can hear the heavy breathing as two beings are locked in combat. Jacob wouldn't let go. Would you agree with me that he was violent? Jesus himself was a spiritually violent person. 1 John 3, 8 states, For this purpose... 
the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was meek and lowly in the flesh, but he was mighty in the spirit. Where he walked, the demons trembled. Matthew 12, 28, Jesus states, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus brought the kingdom of God with him wherever he was and wherever he went. But the scriptures state, we too can have the kingdom of God in us and around us if we will get violent and contend for it. Keeping in our mind our text of Matthew eleven twelve, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Let us consider the story of the Gentile woman found in Matthew 15, verse 21 through 28. I contend she was very violent. To me, this woman who is not named in the Bible is one of the heroes of the Bible. Any of you, ladies, girls in particular, if you're looking for someone to look up to, I'd like to hold this woman up to you. To me, she's a superhero of faith. There's a lot to learn from this woman, from this verse. So let's get at it. In fact, let me start with verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Let me read that again. And behold... A woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, she probably said it like this. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Number one, she came from that region. Isn't that what it said? She came from that region. It doesn't say Jesus came to her town her street, or to her house. She came from that region. She was willing to come out, to act, to move physically. She was willing to change direction, to go a different way, proceed to a different destination. She was willing to go where Jesus was. She needed help. And she was willing to go get it. Number two. What does the scripture say? She came from that region and cried to him. She was willing to make her need known. She wasn't cowed down. She wasn't intimidated. She didn't care who heard about her issue. Her daughter was in distress and she was willing to be loud and to disturb people. She needed help and she was willing to call out for it. 
You guys think she was a little violent? Number three. She came from that region and cried unto him, saying, have mercy on me. She boldly acknowledged her position as a petitioner, as a supplicant, as a needy person, asking for help from a superior whom she addressed willingly as Lord. She didn't let self-pride stand in her way. She didn't try to buy or manipulate. She cried out, have mercy on me. Number four. She came from that region and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. There's a lot in this one verse, isn't there? She worshipped him by addressing him as Lord. And as the prophesied Messiah, by calling him by the title, Son of David. This is really important, so let me repeat. She didn't care what anybody else thought. She worshipped him as the prophesied king. She acknowledged him by the royal title, Son of David. And all of that is in one verse. Let's go to verse 23. But he answered her not a word but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and urged him saying send her away for she cries out after us but he answered her not a word things have turned decidedly negative she was a woman seemingly ignored by jesus and seemingly despised by his disciples who completely dismissed her. I'm sure she heard those words, send her away for she cries out after us. And I, I believe they stung in her ears. But she showed she was violently determined by overcoming this discouragement. She was a woman pushing forward in a man's world. She was an excluded Gentile demanding to be included in a Jewish world. She clung to her mission and kept fighting. You know, I can tell you one thing. A lot of women, if you ignore them, they're going to get mad. Right? Amen? This lady... She decided nothing was going to stop her. She thought Jesus was ignoring her. He didn't say a word to her. And the only people that were talking were saying, get rid of her. Verse 24 says, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This verse is interesting for several reasons. Jesus doesn't answer his disciples concerning sending her away because he is considering a much larger issue. And it is about submission. She thinks 
He's ignoring her. But Jesus is actually doing something. He's actually considering an issue that she doesn't know anything about. I ask you, have you ever prayed a prayer and you thought that the Lord might be just ignoring you? I have. There's been days when I've prayed and I felt like my prayers weren't going past the ceiling. Sometimes we don't have all the knowledge about what's going on behind the scenes, do we? Sometimes we're praying hard prayers. Some of the things that you pray for take time. What was the bigger issue that Jesus was concerned about? It was way past the disciples. The disciples are saying, send her away, and Jesus is not even thinking about that. He's thinking about a whole different issue. He's thinking about an issue that this woman doesn't even, she, it's not even in her, in her universe. He's thinking about submission. Specifically, submission to God's authority. He's telling them in so many words that his concern is the requirement placed upon him by the Father, either directly or through the prophetic word that he restrict his activities to the Jewish people. Isn't that what he said? Verse 24, they're saying, send her away. And what's he saying? He's not, it's like he's not even hearing what they're saying. He says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's got an issue that he's dealing with. This woman has presented a dilemma for him. She is acting violently in faith. She is taking ground in the kingdom of God. She thinks she's being ignored. She's not being ignored. She's created a dilemma for Jesus. She's a Gentile, and he was not sent to the Gentiles. He was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. So at this time, Jesus is stopped. He's hesitating. He's pausing momentarily. And I believe, and this is not said in the scriptures. You won't find it in the scriptures. But I believe he was probably praying silently or in some way he was communicating with the father and he was saying, can we make an exception? Right. He was not ignoring her. He was working on an answer. Verse 25, then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. These are powerful words uttered by a mother in great distress. If we want to move mountains to ask for great miracles, let's follow her example. She worshiped in the midst of her need. What does it say? Verse 25. Let's, is it on there? Then she came and what? Worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Verse 26. Right? Right? Come on now. Come on, guys. In the midst of her need, she worshipped. I'm preaching some hard stuff here this morning. But it's true, right? This woman is getting things done. This woman is out. She's creating 
an environment in which she is going to get an answer to prayer and she doesn't even know it. But she won't give up. And in the midst of her difficulty, she is worshiping. Verse 26. But he answered and said, <laughs> he answered, he answered, he's going to answer her. He answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. <laughs> this surely, surely tested her resolve. My question is, would she react positively or negatively? Would she use violence to build or destroy? She presses in. She goes back on the offensive. She doesn't get angry and start accusing him of being a fake or calling him a racist, right? She could have. Or a sexist, right? She could have. Or any of the other things that the world slings forth from a carnal mind. No, far from it. Humbly and respectfully, she reaches out to Jesus, pleading her case for her daughter's healing. What does she say? Verse 27. And she said, yes, Lord. In the, in the old King James, it says truth. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Guys, this is a woman determined to not take no for an answer. What can we learn from her? Yes, Lord, she says. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Guys, that's shouting ground right there. Then Jesus answered her, answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Guys, if there's anything that we would want to hear from Jesus is that. No matter what our need is, no matter where we're at, no matter what's going on, if when we come to Jesus, he says, oh, man, great is your faith. And I want to hear the, the other words that came behind that. Let it be to you as you desire. Right? I want, there's some things I desire in this world. Denise hears me pray them sometimes because we... Stop at lunchtime, and after we have our lunch, we get out a Bible, and Denise will read a chapter to us. We do that for a reason, by the way, because it raises our faith. See, this is all about faith, right? So before, before we pray, we read some Word. We hear God talk to us through His Word. We hear about Him doing exploits, or, or His prophets doing exploits, or something. But we read the Word, and then we begin to pray. And listen, we pray some hard prayers. But I'm telling you, God has answered some hard prayers. And Denise can tell you, some of them have been very specific. 
There is no doubt that God answered those prayers. So when I say that I want to hear Jesus say, let it be, let it be to you as you desire. I mean it. When we pray, we're telling our heavenly father, we're saying, Lord, we've got a need. And Lord, this is what we would like to see. Denise will sometimes pray and she'll she'll pray and then she'll say, Lord, I'm not trying to tell you how to do it. <laughs> right. And sometimes I'm guilty of that, too. You know, when when this lady came to Jesus, she didn't tell him how to answer her prayer. She just said, help me. Have mercy on me. My daughter is distressed by a demon. See, she thought it was a demon. We know now with modern medicine that probably this child had some other issue. Because what does Jesus do? He didn't cast out the demon, did he? What did he do? He healed her. He healed her. It might have been a behavioral issue of some sort or a physical issue. But Jesus, he, he, he totally disregarded what she said about the demon. Not that he, he didn't lecture her or anything, but he knew what the issue was. And it says that when he answered her prayer, he healed that daughter. In summation, we're coming to a close. Are you guys happy? In summation, God is looking for some people to get violent. Even accepting Jesus as your Savior requires a certain amount of violence. You may say, Jerry, how's that? The very act of publicly proclaiming faith in Christ requires the beginning stroke of putting your pride to death. Right? preacher says would you if you want to accept jesus christ stand up or he might say if you want to accept jesus christ come down to the front we do that in the protestant churches okay and they don't do that in all the mainline and and other churches but we do that in these what what are considered evangelical churches and there's nothing wrong with what we do because at some point if you're going to follow jesus you're going to have to make it public one way or the other Right. So when the pastor stands up and say, if you want to be if you want to accept Jesus Christ, come down to the front and I'll pray with you or something similar. Well, when you do that, you have already that's a violent act, by the way, that's what I tell you. That's what I'm trying to say. When you get up and you walk down to the front, that's a violent act in the spirit. And you are putting to death your pride when you stand up. And do that. God is looking for some people to get violent. By the way, while I'm on that subject, if you haven't publicly acknowledged Jesus, you ought to. Proclaim your faith in Jesus. Get violent. I would like to put forward three points and that will be we'll draw this to a close. God is looking for those who are saved to get up and come out of their region. She came out of her region and we need to come out of our region. If you are living in the region of doubt, come out. If you're living in the region of lukewarmness, come out. In the region of the backslider, come out. In the region of the timid, 
Come out. Get in the fight and destroy the works of Satan. That's what Jesus came to do, and that's what we should do. Pray for yourself, your family, and your community. Number two, God is willing to hear the prayers of those who are willing to break down the spiritual walls of their lives. Sometimes we are imprisoned by our sins. Sometimes by unforgiveness. Sometimes unwillingness to change. Sometimes a reluctance to learn new things or to try different approaches. If you want answers to prayers for salvation, for healing, for any type of help you need, get violent and break down spiritual walls. Remember this Gentile woman. Call out to God. Listen. Call out to God. Worship Him. Make your need known. Don't be intimidated by calls to be quiet and go away. Don't take silence to mean no. These are all lessons we can learn from this lady from this very scripture. Be like the widow going to the unjust judge. Remember, let's, remember that parable? What does Jesus tell us? Keep praying. Keep asking. Keep worshiping. Remember Matthew eleven twelve, 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Number three. God is willing to give power and anointing and answered prayer to those willing to come outside the physical four walls of their home and their church. To those who are willing to go where the lost are and where the need is. God is looking for some courageous people to go into the highways and byways of this world and be his outstretched hands, his voice, and his feet. In closing, spiritually violent people are determined and relentless. They never quit. Let us hear King Jesus say to us, Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Amen.